Well, hello, everyone. We've made it. It's the end of 2022. What a year and ride it's been. If you're like us, this year may have had some high highs and some low lows, but in the end, we have been able to celebrate, grow, and share some incredible experiences with you and our guests. We are so expectant for great things to come in 2023. So if you're not connected to us over at the Health Institute on Instagram, make sure you do that. That is one of our platforms that really helps serve you and your health goals. We want to deliver, we have an incredible team that does this, some great content that's information that's usable. It's the stuff that's tactical that you can put into practice that hopefully will change your life and those around you. So on today's episode, it's a little bit of a special episode. Dr. Motley and I were able to catch a quick break at a leadership conference that we were at in Nashville. We were able to record this one in person, which doesn't always happen. So it was really fun just to get to chat about where this year has taken us. And we even talk about what it's like co-hosting the podcast and how we've just been able to step into that role. And, And it's been a lot of fun. And we talk about family life and a little bit of behind the scenes of just pulling the curtain back and being being really authentic and real and, and showing that there's a lot of highs, but there's oftentimes some lows, there's some growing pains. And so we really wanted to be transparent. So you may have a few laughs, you may have some areas where maybe this resonates with you, but just know that this podcast ultimately serves to stand in the gap for you, to be able to equip you with knowledge and practical ways to improve your health, mind, body, and spirit. So know that we love you. We don't take your your time for granted. We realize there are so many different places you could be spending your time. So we value the time that you listen. And we just, we, we really hope that this is provided some incredible guidance and um, some tools for your toolbox when it comes to natural health. So make sure you connect with us over on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, shoot us a DM over there, connect with our team, drop us a, a review. We want to know, you know, what is it that is interesting you for this next coming year in 2023? So I hope you have a Merry, Merry Christmas and a beautiful start to 2023. And for the last time, let's get into today's episode. Recording in progress. How many times have we heard that this year? <laughs> Recording in progress. Let's talk. This is the first okay. time we've done. No, this is the second time. This is the only second time we've actually been in the same room when we did it. And podcast. we're doing it on one computer, mm-hmm. side one by computer. side in a break room. In a break room. And um, this is how you know. And we have the computer on top of a box, <laughs> like a, a a kind bar we box. Actually, do you know what? Um, but now we're together, yeah. and I think people are going to like this. I think we can edit the whole first part out. So let's just start off. And we're definitely not edit. Oh, we're going to edit. This is going to be an editless podcast because. Oh, don't do that! <laughs> now that's over. They're going to think you're the cockiest guy. No, no, no. It's it'll be way more fun like this. This is like the raw, unedited version. But for real, this is the second time that we've actually only recorded in person because the first time was last December and it was here in Nashville and and Josh was there. And that that was was at the the studio. That was like our first episode. Okay. Our first. We have to address this. So (laughs) I realized, so I do a lot of the editing for the podcast. So does our team, but I re-listen to them. I've realized in the last like month or two. You always call it the Health Institute podcast, and I call it the Ancient Health podcast. Are you serious? But you say it's the Health Institute podcast, right? No. It's the Ancient Health podcast? <laughs> you had it wrong this whole time. 
It's fine though. It's going to be fine. Okay. So this is what happens is they say like it's ancient health. And then they like on our Instagram feed, it's the health Institute. So now I'm confused and not yeah. the one who just looks like a doofus. <laughs> Thanks guys. So <laughs> like we're, you're editing it. You never told me that. I know. And it, here's the thing. I actually just never, I just left it like that too. I was like, you know what? It was a good intro. We're going to leave it and maybe nobody will notice, but I know. So I'm wondering if anybody else noticed. They did. They, I guarantee it. Like, so, uh, Brain confusion. hello, uh, this is Courtney Bursich and this is Dr. Motley. Welcome to the ancient health podcast. You got right. it. It you took a it. whole year, but we're here, but we're here together. I think like we wanted to make some like good, uh, content and podcasts and just let you guys know that we're here hanging out and we're at this, uh, mastermind right now. And so she said unedited version of this, but we're trying to go through some um, good health questions or just questions in general. So we've tried to, bra- we try to brainstorm and life find questions. out life questions. I like to do different types of questions that have to do with just random stuff. Like what's your favorite type of bear? <laughs> favorite type of bear? There's only, I feel like I only know two different types. Still question. Black and brown, right? What's your favorite one? I mean, I feel like it has to be a black bear. Okay. Favorite color? Probably green. Favorite sport? Oh, horseback riding. And if anybody says that that's not a sport, you know what? I'm coming for you. <laughs> favorite, favorite hobby. Oh my gosh. Favorite hobby? Probably like collecting animals, like real life ones. <laughs> okay. This is a side note. <laughs> if you want candid. So Courtney's like, hey, I want to start a, a farm or a, a big nursery where I have like, yes. and I get it, like animals that have handicaps. And she's like, I would love to have a puppy that has a wheelchair or wheels behind it. And I was just like, the most random <laughs> thing I've ever heard today. I'm like, Really? And so she sends me pictures of these puppies and they're so sweet and they're like on a wheelchair. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, but you could actually do that though. I know. So it is my dream. Not that anybody, this is really like, this isn't going to benefit anybody or mean anything, but I really do have a dream to take care of disabled animals. Yeah. And I actually saw that there are wheelchair goats and I feel like now maybe my calling is to help mm-hmm. goats that don't have full function of their legs. So would you actually get a, um, like really like a farm or something like that or try to buy land? Well, for sure. Like blind animals, like animals, missing limbs, animals, like I know I used to bring home all these animals when I was little. And I mean, I brought home everything. I brought home birds and I've like made my family take them on vacations because they always have these special needs. So they couldn't be left with anybody. Oh, So anyway, I have brought birds on vacation. I brought cats on vacation. It's, (sighs) It's a lot. I even brought ducks one time. Yeah. And then I felt bad because we found a baby duck and I I convinced Mm -hmm. my parents to like, we need to invite friends. So we went and got more ducks and I raised them in my bathtub when I was like 12. (laughs) I give it to you. I'm just like, are you serious? That's I'm trying to live my adult dream. (laughs) So far right now, I just have three dogs and three kids, but we're. Okay. So she's actually added more dogs. So you have a new German shepherd puppy. Yes. And she's how old? Like, she's like four, she's like four months. She's, she being trained she, or she pretty right. Ra- ra- you know, I also have a skill for training animals. So if anybody needs help with that, I used to show dogs. I used to do agility and confirmation. Are you serious? I was a junior handler. I did AKC shows. I used to show border collies. I also showed horses. We're really going right here <laughs> at me because I was like, do you know that? <laughs> no, I'm kind of a... I, you know, it's I'm no, that's great. Like, so, seriously, like, but you like horses too. Did you work with horses? Yeah, I did like everything. I did show jumping. Then I got into barrel racing. I used to do games. So like pole bending and just like a bunch of different stuff. So no, no joke. Like 
uh, barrel racing is no, that's no joke about a, a sport. I mean, I don't see how like that is just hard on the hips and the back and stuff like that. I mean, you have to do a ton oh. of training with that, like core strengthening. So fun. You know, I just, I'm just here for all, all the, the Southern cowboys and cowgirls. So she's got that twang. You know? <laughs> she's got that. So you, you like people didn't know that about you. I didn't know that about you. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of things you don't know about me. Motley. It's, it's a good time. It's special. You went to NC State. What'd you, what'd you major in? So actually I went there for their vet school because I thought I wanted to be a large animal vet. Mm-hmm. And then I decided once I got into it, I was like two years in and I'm like, I just love taking care of animals and I want to ride. And it was so time consuming that I was like, I don't want to be their doctor. I just want to be able to have animals ride, compete, do all the stuff. So I pivoted. I did all the animal science courses, did all that stuff. And like my last 18 months there, I switched to the college management, which is their business school. And so I had to take like all these extra summer classes to make up for all the lost time taking all the other ones, but they were great. So ended up graduating and I was, I had my degree in business. Wow. I know. So here I You're am. like, I mean, and I say this respectfully and lonely, like the jack of like many trades, but you, you got a head on your shoulders because you went and you did the coaching and you, you created a business because like you know how to like approach it and such. Yeah. But she did that while she was riding a horse going around barrels. <laughs> what is the, what is the phrase where it's like, you're like the master of none, but you do like a ton of Jack of all trades, master, master of none. none. <laughs> that is me. It's like people like it's say like. Rap. People say, you do all that, Molly? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not like the most proficient. No, we're not going to divert to me. I don't want to no, because you you are like, I, I know how you're very skilled at keeping the conversation about somebody else. So everybody doesn't really care about my like, oh, weird do. animal tendencies. Yeah. But they want to know who is the real Chris Molly. Who is the real Chris Molly? Who is the real Chris Molly? Oh, my word. I... Please stand. Please stand. Yes. I was like, wait, why is this like a song reference? Um, yeah. So I, I think like when I first got into chiropractic i think in the idea of doing health i really never i was going to go into a few fields so i've, I've explained this but i i was going to do an artist because i loved i always try to copy my brother my brother's a really good artist and so i was actually pretty good at art my dad did art in the military and then uh, i love jets so i thought i'd be a jet pilot and no way. yeah i think we used to go to airfields and uh, we moved okay. out to Topeka, kansas when i was really young and my mom's from korea so I thought I'd either be an artist or like maybe a jet pilot, but like as my dad and my brother got fixed up by like chiropractic and natural health, I, I got kind of interested in that. But they say like, what, what is it that the real Chris Motley? I think that um, over the years, I think it was always something to like want to help people and take care of people. But I, I also think I'm a pretty decent investigator. So most people think that I'm pretty extroverted. People really want to know. They think I'm an extrovert because on here we could talk. And, you know, when I have my friends yeah. around, I'm really comfortable with them. But internally, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert. So if I'm out and loud, I'm not saying I won't talk. I'll talk to anybody. But I used to be very shy. So my dad was a drill sergeant. And when I was younger, I wouldn't talk to anybody. So really? Yeah, totally. I wouldn't go up and say anything. I would talk to my family members. And people would yeah, yeah. laugh because I was talking all the time. But my dad would give me dollars and say, you need to get change. And he'd make me go to the, the counter yeah. to get change because I wouldn't talk to anybody. And because oh, I had a little speech gosh. impediment when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, I used to talk out of the corner of my mouth, like, like literally like this. No way. You know, I would never say something. I'd be like, hey, everybody. And I would say this. And so my sister's name's Charity. You want to know about me? Like, and I would call her. I couldn't say Chiggy out here. So I'd say Chiggy. So my sister's nickname is Chiggy oh, because I call her Chiggy. And so I would say stuff like October, Decumber. I would mix up my months yeah. and my family, my brother. And so 
that's like I got really, really adamant sometimes when I speak. I try to speak, try as clearly to speak, yeah. but that's me. And so all I had to say grew up and uh, wanted to be like, when you say you love animals, um, I loved, um, and I know people out there are very conscious about like animals and, you know, I really humane society stuff, but like in Kansas, they do a lot of bird hunting, you know, they would hunt and stuff. So my dad was all about like pheasant hunting and bird hunting, but what I loved was the dogs and I loved bird dogs. I loved because it was just the training, like they would just go on command and stuff. So I used to always envision that like, when as I got older and have like a kennel with like certain types of dogs, like English setters or why I was going to say, which, what, what, like bird dogs. I I like like setters. Yeah, I like setters. I mean, I like um, English pointers were pretty good, but I like German short hairs pretty well, but they're just too high energy. But I really yeah. like Vizslas. And and so I thought like you could, I used to have this vision, but then after I got out of high school and stuff, I was like, there's going to be a lot of work taking care of a lot of pups. I was like, I just can't do that. And so people were like, what would you like? And they think I was like, I really like outdoors. So when I was thinking I'll be a jet pilot, the art, art and things like that, then that whole thing with art stuck in my head. And so I was really that kid that goes, okay, I'll, I'll have a nine to five uh, practice um, where it's going to be like normal chiropractic and I'll do this and I'll, you know, I have 2.5 kids and, you know, and live like this. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it never turned out that way. I, it got into Chinese medicine. So, yeah. And then I love the outdoors and I love being outdoors, but after I got Lyme disease, it, at first it made me shy away from the outdoors, but now it's like, I love being out in the mountains and such like that. I don't camp a lot. I just don't have enough time to do that. Yeah. The real Chris Motley, but I, I mean, it's probably, I love, um, I used to do a lot of martial arts when I was a kid. Um, it doesn't look like it, but I used to do that. And I used to train boxing with my brother. So I do that. And I also did, uh, play some guitar. Uh, yeah. It, Cause you do music. You still do music. I do a little bit of music. Yeah. Uh, my buddies are really good in their band. I'm part of their band, but they, uh, they're really good. Um, it's a funny story, but I guess I can say it. Like, um, so I, I love classical guitar, so I'm not the most proficient at it, but I just like flamenco. And some of my friends are really good. They're like experts. And so when I buy he goes, Hey man, uh, he goes, you, you, you studied in college. I said, well, I learned in high school. I taught myself how to play guitar. And I was like, yeah, I took some theory classes to learn like more scaling and stuff. Yeah. And he goes, Hey, um, you want to go out west with me and help me with the music video? And I was like, but I mean, I was like out west. Like I think I'm thinking out west Tennessee, like west of Nashville. And he's like, no, let's go to Arizona. I'm like, what? So we go out to Arizona, and um, he brought my other friend Joe along who plays the drums. And literally, he's like telling us how to play these chords on the. He's like, these are the chords, the progressions. Right. We'll go out there. We have a speaker in the middle of the desert, literally, and it's just booming. And then, um, so I just started. I was like, um, there's like a thousand, there's 10,000 of the plays in Nashville, like the best guitar plays you ever, you know, you ever seen, but your friends get together. And so we play flamenco style music and, um, you know, maybe I can be as cool as they are as a guy, but that's what I do and play basketball a lot. I was really big into basketball, but not so much anymore. I hope that answers you have, a lot that, of you have the height advantage with basketball. I have really long arms, but my weights dropped a lot. I used to have, be heavier in, in school. So. Yeah. Well, you know, you're too busy taking care of people all the time. I tell you that all the time. I'm like, you know, She's like, you need to just slow down. Okay. But you have to cool your jets a little bit. It is crazy like that though. You know, like we both are like running all the time, always working. I never thought when I first got in healthcare, they are asking me, what would people think about when I go to Franklin? Right. They said, yeah. okay, well, you think people like your style of work? Cause you do a lot of Chinese medicine with some biofeedback. And sometimes it may look different with homeopathics. So I started off in a small house on in this corner of Franklin and I paid guys $65 for two weeks. 
because I knew I still know the lady that helped it was a land landlady and landlord. And I literally got a room to use for two days a week. And so I shared it with um, massage therapists and such because I could have gone to other clinics around like a lot bigger clinics. But yeah. I thought, no, like the Lord was telling me, like, you need to be back here in Nashville. And I don't know why, because I was going to be in Kansas City. But then it just started like, I'd be excited if I got like three people a week. I was like, oh, my goodness. And then all of a sudden, like after a few weeks, it was like more and more. And now yeah. it's like you don't have any time. Like after a few months, almost a year, it was just like you're completely packed, you know, and uh, it grew from there. So it's crazy. How many years have you been in practice? Almost 18. 18 years. 18 years. Since it, and and it's, it's flown by, but it's a lot of learning curve, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, have, okay, I've always wondered this. What I know about you and like what you do and everything, I feel like there's a, a component that's highly intuitive that I feel like is probably, it's just like a part of who you are, like the fabric of who you are. Mm-hmm. So that being said, was there a time when you were growing up, when you were younger, or maybe it's like more now that it's like instinctual where you can, you just always have this ability to try and understand like maybe what somebody is Feels. going through and what they're feeling. Yeah. I mean, and that maybe it seem unusual to people out there, when they, but I think that people are listening. They, they know, and you too, it's like, yeah. you go, well, I know something's wrong with this person when I walked into the room. Yeah. And so, and I try to make it technical to give some explanation, but over the years, putting your hands on a lot of people over the years, you really, guys, it's transferring seriously voltage. You, when you touch somebody or you work yeah. on somebody, you are transferring a lot of their electrical voltage to your skin. So that stimulates a lot of parts in your body. And so if it stimulates certain parts of your body, it's attracted to the same areas where they had the imbalance in the voltage in theirs. Okay. So you're, you're basically a, a grounding rod. And all I just say is this over the years, I used to go home and I would work on people that had like chronic coughs. I would be driving down the road after work and I start having chronic coughs. People come in and say, I have a fever right here. I didn't get, I was like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Same area I get fever in. And I'd be like, oh my goodness. And like digestive issues. And I was like, okay, something's going on. And so they always talk about, you feel other people's vibes, but it really has. But the beauty of it over the years is I've learned how to ground a bit better where yeah. I can like, like, like that voltage transfer down through the ground because that's what you're doing. But I'm thankful to the Lord. Like I can shut it off a lot better than I used to where I could feel a lot because yeah. Can I say this? Like, I will say that sometimes when I come into a room, I think my sensitivity has gotten heightened yeah. to the point where I can see somebody or be close, not even that close to somebody. And I say, it's like, you sort of like look at them and you can feel where they hurt. And you think it's like, it's like unspoken language. And I yeah. think that like, when you feel like they, they said it in animals, um, like a horse that they have so much, this is what I read through this acupuncture. So yeah. they have, they have such big muscle mass that there's their muscles and their connective tissue can carry tons of electrical voltage. Right. But they're on the ground. And you can jump on a horse and you can transfer your negative energy to them. They take it and then they transfer it to the, to the earth. And that's what an animal does when you hold it. They ground you out. And that's why people say like, yeah. why does an animal come and smell someplace that's diseased on somebody? Or you do that. Like, because when you hold them, they ground you out. But I think it's the opposite. Like some people can hear the unspoken language of an animal because it's, it's, it's communication. And I yeah. think it's it, like you I have two, two friends that are like animal or what animal whispers or they call them yeah, whispers. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, oh, they had this issue. And they go in an x-ray and they have the issue. Yeah. I'm like, how did you hear that? It's like unspoken language. Yeah. And that's what it's all about, right? Like the the, um, the, the vibes we get from other people. I know. Have you ever gone to where you, like, you go into a room, you go, you have like three people and you think, or you have an animal there or something. You could say, oh, they're great. 
And then you saw one, you're like, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that person right there. (laughs) I was like, what? Why is that though? You know? I know. I think you get, I think as you get older, you start to like, you just have more life experience maybe. And so I think experiencing different people as they process trauma or pain, things, it's like, you start to have a different lens in which you kind of like perceive that and like ultimately interpret it because when you're younger, you just don't know. Like, I think there is some instinctual nature where like we, but it's just like, we can't identify it. And now, like, as, as you kind of, especially if you're in like natural medicine and stuff, and you really, you really appreciate the dynamics of nature and how it's so integrated and intertwined with like how our bodies are built and designed to operate. So yeah, I think that's really cool. I think it's, I think it's a testament to like, when we do like the podcast, like when we're asking questions, it's like, when you, when you get sensitive enough, like you find all these people in different realms and they say they're so sensitive. And I think each person out there would be like, you can tell like somebody's hurting or this person has this or that. And you say experience the lens, but I love it that we can pick up on all, we all can pick up on small cues and our experience allows us to pick up on all the small cues. They were saying like your brain can pick up on a person's mannerisms and you can find out what area of their body hurts. And you can sort of like legitimize that in your brain. To me though, with healthcare and like how we talk about it on the podcast and how we talk about it in our daily social media. I am intrigued again by all the small cues, like how, how we try to look at somebody's problems and internalize it and get a vibration or get a feeling about it. And it's like, man, it's like God given. It's like you, you get senses get heightened. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I love about like what we do when we talk to people, you know, I know it is really fun because it's all stories, right? Like it's to me where everybody lands is just a, it's like, the summary of everything they've experienced. Mm-hmm. So like every guest we've interviewed conversations that we've had and, and people that have aligned with our business in some way or another, what they're doing right now is just a testimony of what they've experienced in the past. What they've been able to learn is so real to them. And then they're able to communicate it in a really effective way because they like walked through it. I mean, they like literally lived it in such a raw way that it's just natural for them to speak to it in a very effective way. Oh, totally. And I think that's what one people I think appreciate about the podcast or anything you put out there. I always think that it's stories. I always say like hidden language of, the, of a person's body or their health. It's like, cause we're just trying to really find out about their story. And it's amazing though, how like the stories of our lives, like express themselves, like in our posture and our walk, even to the lines in our hands and lines on our face, but like on the that's what podcast, we try to do that. We're just trying to find out about people's stories. And then like you say, align with what we're believing or like what, not yeah. what we're believing, but what we, what we value. Mm-hmm. And you find other individuals like we, um, we're going to talk about like, what's our favorite subject matter on a podcast. But yeah. like, when you hear those things, like there's some people out there on a podcast that can literally like, they are so good at interpreting, t- interpreting people's stories. That's those things impress me. Like, oh my when, gosh, you, when people yeah. come in and they're like, Oh, this is how you read this person and do without having to do too many labs. And, and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like the best. Yeah. So, okay. So this year, this year was the first year that we've done this podcast together. In fact, we do it with Dr. Mm Axe and he's working on a number of projects. So, you know, he ultimately was like, Hey, will you guys help us out? You know, help me out with the the hosting of the podcast, because I'm working on some projects that I like to go really deep into, which is one thing I've learned about him, which I love. I think it's a great point. You know, if you're like, skimming the surface on a lot of different things. And it doesn't even have to be career. Like it could be with your relationships, with your kids, with, you know, in a number of capacities in life. But like, if you, if you're just trying to get 
further, like more reach, but you're not able to go deep on anything, you can't really grow. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so, you know, some people have asked, they're like, well, where's Dr. Axe? We're like, he's still here. He's just, he's working on some things. And, and, you know, and I think that like focusing and knowing that you've got to put all of your energy and effort towards one thing is great. And so it's given us the opportunity to kind of run with the podcast this year, which has been fun. And I've, you know, I've never hosted a podcast. I've been a guest on podcasts. Hosting's totally different. <laughs> So thank you guys for, you're still here with us. <laughs> it's really like y'all are like the OGs, you know, it's like the so, tried and true people. But that being said, it's been a learning experience from the hosting aspect and just getting to understand how to ask questions to people and how to really like dive deep with them because yeah. even their message, because so many of the guests we have, they're incredibly talented. They've reached some level of success in their business. So they've, you know, maybe authored books or they have like these major courses that they're offering to people they're helping people in a big way, right. On like a a big scale, but even like interviewing some people, sometimes I find like, it's hard to get beneath the surface. They know what their message is and their mission. And they're really good at communicating it because they've been able to do that Mm -hmm. successfully, like in whatever, and however that has materialized, they've been able to do that really well, but it's hard sometimes. Do you feel like it's hard sometimes like really getting kind of like deep with some people? I feel like We've had great conversations, first of all. So I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm more or less just saying it as an observation because it is interesting as you get to, you learn to start to foster these, you know, interviews. Sometimes the people that are the best communicators, it's like the stuff that's that's real good. Like the stuff that you, you've got to pull it out of them. Yeah. It's not there on a silver platter. That's just like, anyway, that's just my. No, it's the truth. It's like, it really is like, you're, um. And when you say like some individuals, like when you talk to great guests, it's just, you have to like in the middle of it, like you have to learn how to analyze yeah. what they want to talk about. You like, sometimes you'll have questions that, you know, you say, this is the questions we want to talk about, but there's times when you think even with questions that you have formatted or like you think you want to ask a yeah. person, it's about reading the person really well. And then if they feel comfortable with you, right, they'll open up. And right. sometimes you're like, I hope they feel comfortable with us. Yeah. And the majority, I think most people always feel comfortable with us, like right, talking right. to it. So half the time, I have a thought about, about a question. I hope they feel comfortable about what I'm going to ask. And did they get like did this last yeah. question turned them off and they didn't want to answer. Right. And so it's like, it really is like a, a whole new realm of like saying it's easier. And it. like someone says, Hey, Courtney, uh, what's your favorite? Um, I'm serious. Like what's your favorite product to do this? Okay. I can answer that. But now you got to be like, okay, I don't want to ans- ask questions that they think's uh, ridiculous. I know. You, want, you want to make sure that it's like really poignant and into the crowd too, you know, to people who are listening. Yeah, no, it's okay. So here's the thing, like people want, I realized, I feel like and this is my own analysis, but it's there within them. But like you said, it's like a matter of, okay, we meet these guests for like three minutes before we're recording. Like we have conversation, obviously behind, this is like behind the scenes. This is just what, how it goes. So mm-hmm. like our team, you know, helps coordinate this. And you know, a lot of our guests and I know some of them, mm-hmm. but like for the most part, the relationships are really new. And then we're recording, you know, we get on and we're like, okay, let's, let's go. And, you know, we kind of know that the topics and overall stuff, but it is, it's like, there is something in them that is so unique about their story that it's like, they carry something that is very special to them. And you want to be able to pull that out, but you, you also want to be able to hold conversation around that, that supports it so that they, they don't feel like you're coming out of left field, putting them on the spot because then they stay safe. Yeah. They don't go deep, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that like, whenever you have like the individuals where, um, the times, like you say, like when you start to dig deep and make them not wall off, it's because 
you do your best to see what resonates with them so that their message, their story resonates with the people around. So when people hear it, they go, oh my word, that is exactly what I'm going through too. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. want to be able to so, so communicate, so basic and, and uh, simple that yeah. you want people to like go, oh, that person spoke to me. So that's a big task in itself, isn't it? I know. It is hard, you know, because you're having these conversations over, I mean, thankfully we're doing this in person, but most of the time we're doing everything over a computer and mm-hmm. it is kind of hard, you know, especially if like the internet's glitching and you're like, can you hear me? And it gets like awkward for a minute. <laughs> it's just- Or it freezes, you're like, ah. I But know. I think that you, the gifting I see that you have really well, I'm serious. You say like, when we say meet for three three minutes, right? like Abby sends us like our documents that tell us like, this is what, and you read about this, the people and you, and you it's like yeah, reading yeah. their book. You read a yeah. book. And you finally meet the author. And then we have all these things like all this social media, like, man, these people are crushing it and they're doing really well. And then, but it's still that initial meeting. It's like going to somebody's door and like, you know, yeah. you're like, I read all your books. And then like, is this a creepy person just coming up to my door? Yeah. And, you know, but kudos to Courtney. You know she, what? Like, it's helps, a team effort. We'll put it that way. <laughs> you know? I think I'm, I'm getting better at it. I think, I think like, you're very good at I'm it. You're, it's at very it. natural for you, but it is fun, you know, co-hosting because this, I will say, the dynamic is more fun. I feel like it takes the pressure off a little bit. I think if you live in the same city, we can do it. Because you could be like, yeah. we, for Halloween, you should be Kathy Lee and I'll be Regis. <gasps> that, oh, would be Regis. No. that would be so fun. Are you actually, okay, do you do Halloween? Um, I just haven't done it because I just always find myself working. If, if you need me to loan you a child for Halloween, so you have a reason to, to participate. <laughs> you know, I grew up in the church and we didn't call it Halloween. We call it a fall festival. Yeah. A fall, a fall festival gathering. I no, it's, everything else was the same. Except there was no witches or yeah. Or Did you dress up as like Bible characters. That's all in the uh, candies, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. The candy lace with drugs and stuff. It, it totally like for for I did I did I used to always dress up, but the only thing I had was like karate uniforms. Okay. And it was like kind of like we or have a little kung fu outfit for like Bruce Lee. But I, I, but did you, I didn't dress up like, was I David one year? I was like, no, David. who was David? Somebody was David. Wasn't me. You're going to be a Bible character. Be David. Uh, if I'm going to be, no, I'm, I'm going to be like the, um, the, the talking donkey. Remember that, that the prophet saw in the Testament. Oh yeah. I forgot to that would be interesting. Like, that's, that's a curveball for people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> it's funny because this episode is going to come out like the end of the year. We're talking about Halloween. Halloween. It'll be Christmas time by the time. Like, we can start talking about Christmas. When When do you start actually watching Christmas movies? Um, listening to Christmas music. Anyway. Okay. Last year, I really. This says asked, a lot about a person. I really did try early. I did. Um, some of my friends, and please don't think I'm a little bit humbug. I always tell myself, Chris, you're going to have, we're going to take two weeks off for Christmas and you're going to get there. I never do. I, I hate to say that, but I'll like, I'll set my schedule up and my assistant's like saying stuff and I'm like, no, just schedule it the next week. So I work up to the, to, to right to Christmas, which is not good. I'm not saying it's great, but I will start listening to Christmas music. I've had like time or just like the day before. And last year I was like, I'm not doing that that year because in 2017, I had a stomach rupture. I had a ruptured ulcer and I had it, I had a surgery, almost, almost passed away. And so that was just like, cause I was doing detox and stuff. And I was in the hospital and I got home for Christmas time and my birthday is right behind Christmas. And I remember like I was sitting there and I was like, man, I need to get into some spirit of this. Like, this is crazy. Cause I remember you guys, not too personally, like, it's kind of crazy. Like I lost a ton. I mean, I'm thin now, but I lost a ton of weight. And so I remember I was like, listen to uh, some good Christmas carols because I need to get myself in the spirit. 
there's this killer. The killers is this band I really like. And they had this one Christmas song. It talks about finding the toys, like in the Christmas, like in the boxes, how that, you know, the Christmas soldiers are trying to come out of the toy, I mean, out of the boxes and stuff. And man, like have a childlike feeling. Yeah. yeah. So all I had to say, like I, last year, I was like four or five days before and I was listening to Christmas music and I just sort of started and I was like, okay, so this year I'm going to try two to three weeks before. Yeah. We, what about you? You, you, you got to really milk Christmas. You know, you can't, you can't be shortchanging Christmas. That's <laughs> like a whole thing. <laughs> but like they, they'll go, they'll go, um, they'll ask about like, what did you do here for Christmas? Like, well, my family's always like spread apart and I'm like, I just hope it doesn't snow. And I was like, cause it just, and people are like, dude, I'm like, I'm not bah humbug, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> What about you? Why everyone's a white Christmas? Then, then we want it to be warm again because, well, I do because I just don't like the cold. But that's not that's not everybody. Charleston, she's like not gonna be like she just like wants it warm all the time. It's great all the time. We need sunshine, seasonal depression. I can't, I can't with with the cold and the dark. It's just not, it's not me. It's not good for my overall vitality. Okay, so when's your birthday? You said it's right after Christmas, December thirtieth. Okay, yeah, all right. Some news, babe. How about yours? When yours? September fifth. Okay, yeah, aren't too far apart. I know. So, like, yeah. but what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh man, I don't know. I'm serious. I don't. I mean, I. I don't. You know, that's actually a really good, really good question. I don't know if I have like a. I mean, Michael Bublé has some like really solid Christmas mm-hmm. tracks. You know, like the Voice of an Angel. I mean, yeah. I, that's the only time I listen to them. It's a Christmas album. But you know what? Actually, so if you're an '80s baby like me, <laughs> listen. Don't judge me or think less of me after i tell you this but the nsync christmas album i think they only released one that's all they needed because they hit it out of the park yeah. <laughs> the only one that they did it is amazing that's probably like my favorite and i'm i'm not ashamed to say it or play the music at the like max volume in the car with the windows down because it's like still 75 degrees in charleston so it doesn't really feel like christmas oh i mean like i mean nsync hey you know Timberlake and like, hey, I, my mom lived in Florida for the longest time. So like every Christmas I'd go down there help her with her her business and it would be 75, 80 degrees, sometimes 85 yeah. degrees in Christmas. And people have Christmas trees that was like sunny and hot. So yeah. But in sync, oh my goodness, and Buble. I'm gonna try to try those out this year. Yeah. I'm you know what? I'm gonna just start sending you songs right after Thanksgiving. And then that's gonna be the challenge. Every day we're gonna get you like easing into Christmas, easing to Christmas. a little bit earlier. I need to do it like but you know really a good album though. Uh, is uh, people's Weezer, Weezer's a rock band, but they have a Christmas and they have the like, old time carols and they just do it. Rock. Really, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I haven't so, listened to Weezer in a minute. So. That's great. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, so that's you know, so 2022. I mean, it's been a year. It's been, it's been. We've done a lot. We've done a lot of things. The, yeah. the Health Institute's done a lot. You know, if you're following us on social at the Health Institute, at shout out to Abby for all all she, she does. Just, yeah. She's working away over there, <laughs> but we've, we've called, we've covered a lot of ground. It's yeah. been fun. So. I think we're I think we totally like, covered a lot of ground and we, I think we're going to cover a lot more ground. I think we're yeah. getting more comfortable with like even subject matters. Yeah. We should, we should pull the audience and figure out what they want to hear in, in 2023. So, all right. So in this year, let's just, let's do the high lows. Have you ever done a high low? Mm-mm. We do this sometimes at the dinner table with our kids. So uh, now I say that it's maybe twice a week. We're actually sitting at the dinner table because there's a lot, just a lot happening right now. Yeah. So like the two nights a week, we'll do, we'll say, do your highs and your lows. What was your high of the day? What was your low of the day? So let's do your highs and your lows. Now we're recording this. The year's not quite over, but what's the high of 2022 and what's the low of 2022? Um, the high was, um, I'll talk about it. like, uh, I, we'd started playing pretty heavily with the band. And so, uh, 
that was I love music. One of our shows, like there was like a lot more people that showed up, and it was just that was a really good high. Like it was like um, you're a rock star. Yeah, you know, it was like it was fun because these people like they heard about it, and we're just like thinking we're gonna go play this small venue out in the like out west near Wyoming, and all of a sudden like a lot of people came, and we were just how many people were there? I didn't I didn't actually know about this. It's pretty crazy. At one event, there was like for us, I mean, just like having like 200 people or something like That's this, kind of like just come out and you're like, wow, you know, like I can't believe like they would do that. So that's um, so cool. Uh, but that's just fun, you know, because you kind of see things fruition. That was really good. Yeah. And being out west there, uh, Lowe's, I think the most learning curve uh, is that my mom had some health issues, but learning how to navigate, um, she's getting better, but it's taken a lot because she's at that age where parents get health issues and you're like, because. Um, like I'm her baby boy, but you try to like take care of it. And you like, you have to navigate a whole new section of life. That's the mm. low part. Like, not because it's low dealing with my mom. It's just like, it's just so many things going on. And you're like, oh, this is just a season. Like, but yeah. seeing my mom not feel well, that's been a pretty hard thing though. So yeah. How about you? In full transparency, it's been quite the year uh, for me personally. Mm-hmm. A lot of highs, great things to celebrate. Probably the biggest one is having our third child. Mm-hmm. So Marley james versage which we affectionately called marley pants and now it's just been shortened to pants so we call her pants which is quite is a very interesting nickname but yes little pants is great so she came on fourth of july so that was definitely a high i would say some lows on a personal aspect we've experienced as a family just loss of a of a parent um, my husband's um, father passed very unexpectedly in the beginning of the year and then there's just been a lot of other personal things as an adult, when you have responsibilities to children and to spouse, and there's, there's a lot of complexity there and it's, it's hard, you know, I don't, I don't think you ever know how to really handle it until you're in it. And then when you're in it, you a lot of times just don't feel equipped to handle it. Yeah. And then you feel like you're dropping the ball in a lot of aspects of life. And that's really where, you know, the early part of the year, I was, I was like sitting in that, I was in that season for a while. It was pretty, it was very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and the thing is like every, what I've realized is that so many people are going through things. You never know about it. Cause life just keeps happening. Your family keeps growing. You're like, you're just, you're working in your career. You're trying to build businesses. You're trying to hold all the pieces of life up while at the same time, trying to carry some really heavy, painful things and, and not really being able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Most people don't want to, you know, I mean, it's anything that's like exciting or, or pleasant to talk about. Most people don't want to be vulnerable and open up and, and share that you know, you're experiencing those struggles. So you don't see them. Yeah. And the more you don't see them, the more you don't talk about them, the more you isolate yourself, the more you think you're the only person that feels that way. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's true. It's like people out there, you know, we talk to you guys, like, you know, it's a hard thing. Like you, you, you have to learn some ways to like compartmentalize, but you don't want to compartmentalize your life to where you get numb. And I, I heard one of my, my uh, counselor friends tell me, it's like, you know, it's really remember it's, there's a difference. You can have to say compartmentalize, but it really is creating boundaries that are, that are healthy for your body. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, when you deal with family relationships, uh, parents getting sick, things like that. And you go, um, am I ignoring that? Or am I not letting that process is like, but I got to go help the kids go do this, or I've got to go help yeah. another patient. And your whole mind's like, I'm going down this route and I'm supposed to ch- channel to this. But I think it's, and I say this though. You've been a great friend. And I think that people out there want to hear yeah. our struggles and say, like, we we go through the same struggles. And hopefully we even on us talking with you guys, like yeah. you can hear it. And we're like, we're being real about it. We don't want to like sugarcoat things either. too. So, you know, we don't want you to like compartmentalize. We want you to be open. Hopefully we are too all the time. Yeah. It's the real, real here. 
<laughs> it's real real well i mean it's been good it's like we've got this has been fun though it's like, been really fun what's okay so what's like your favorite thing that you're jamming on in the health space that you're just like i'm geeking out over this i just i'm really into it right now i'll tell you i can already tell um metabolism weight gain um unexplained weight gain and metabolism issues associated with thyroid and and hormone imbalances with viruses I know it's geeking out, but I use a lot of different testing procedures and I send them off to get extra blood work and saliva testing and things like that. But I've been finding out guys, like with, um, people come in and say rickety joints, I get weight gain and I get all these things like unexplained and through Chinese medicine, like different testing procedures, I'll go, you get suspected viruses and like, you'll ask questions and they, these individuals will have like old flu viruses from years ago. And literally it's throwing their thyroid off. And you literally start using all the acupressure points, get them on some herbs to clean some of the viral infections out and their metabolisms change. So I've been studying like a nerd in a healthy, fun way, all the uh, hormonal pathways. Like I'm like trying to memorize them, like how, where the, you know, testosterone is made from here, leading over to this and going down to here, getting broken down to estrogens. And then what happens is when people tell you a symptom, you actually go, oh, your E1's not breaking down because you gain weight in this area of the body. And I'm, that's what I'm geeking out about. Okay. First of all, I would like to just go ahead and submit myself (laughs) because I'm going to just bring you my list of all the things, because let me tell you all the emotional stress, those high lows, they did a number on me. You know, I learned that too. Okay. With your emotional stuff, like they say like weight gain and such, but I, I I should know this. People say that it'll cause metabolic issues, but one of the primary things that doesn't allow like estrogens to break down, to release it's catecholamines. Uh, like androgens or adrenal. So if you have over yeah. fight or flight, it will prevent you, a lot of your estrogens from breaking down. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. I was like, man, you're in constant fight or flight. Your thyroid's really tired. You won't break estrogens down. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's like nerd alert. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about you? I yeah. mean, I think every, at least for all the women, they're probably like, oh, help me. <laughs> Chris, we're, let's talk about your Let's metabolism. do it. Yeah. Metabolism. Okay. So 2023, we can expect Dr. Motley to be teaching us on metabolism. I, I for one, am here for all the conversation. I, about I actually it. thought it'd be great. I thought on the podcast, like we do split screens and I was asking uh, Trenton, I was like, what if we did like, um, where I had like a screen where I could show like a diagram, but not too complicated, but just go, if you're gaining weight, these are the parts that can be yeah. blocked. That could be something, but maybe it's too much for people. But see. No, I think that's great. Yeah. How about yeah. you? What have you been nerding out on? Well, I could probably give you a guess because I've been talking about it nonstop uh, and I, I just I like can't stop, won't stop with my coffee enemas because I'm on a mission to save animals and make everybody do coffee enemas. Because here's the thing, coffee enemas have been around for like ever, right? Like this is not anything new. I'm, we're yeah. not reinventing the wheel here. However. Okay. They're about to let off. So, we okay, yeah. so we're going to wrap this up with coffee enemas. And I'm glad we're landing on this because we saved the best for last. Save the best. Sorry, I won't do it. I'll quit my last. It's, you know, here's the thing. Dr. Molly helped me identify all my parasite issues. <laughs> and, and I have gone. Me too. Abby's, hey, listen, Abby's got them. Destiny, I think, has them. I'm telling you what right now. The stories, the horror that they have told me about them. Kidding. the the pictures there's pictures we're we're on a different level of friendship when you're showing your the coffee enemas are working i'm telling you get a little more energy but they but now we're, they see about like 
eggs and larvae and worms and how much they can really be in the body. So if you're concerned about that, 2023 is your year. We're doing coffee enemas and metabolism. We're going to talk about parasites. It's going to be great. Thanks for joining in the ride of the Health Institute slash Ancient Health Podcast. <laughs> just let Molly keep repeating the same old thing. Thanks. We're we're gonna just we're we're gonna let it land where it lands, but it's been a great 2022. We're looking forward to great things in 2023. And uh yeah, I right. love y'all. Love you guys. See ya. Bye.